0: big question is this, how do we use cycling as a tool to improve our health, our happiness and our longevity? That is the question and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Anthony Walsh and welcome to the Roadman Podcast. Well, hello all you beautiful cyclists, it's Sarah. Yeah, I finally got rid of Anthony and I'm here on my own for the Friday slot no we haven't fallen out no we haven't broken up as the tabloids are saying and no I haven't organized a coup (laughs) for this week only we've just flipped the running order so myself and Anthony will be back first thing in the morning for newbie questions so this week only I am here in the hot seat on Friday I totally honoured to be here on my own and let loose. So as regular listeners will know, I have kind of positioned myself as your big sister in cycling and fitness and I'm trying to impart my limited wisdom to all of you newer cyclists so you don't make the same training mistakes, fueling mistakes, kit mistakes, tech mistakes that I made and As I always say, I'm probably only a chapter or two ahead of you in the cycling book, but you might just pick up some tidbits from me. Now, I couldn't not talk about the Tour de France Femme Avec Zwift this week, and I want to go through some of the key takeaways that I have after the eight days of stellar cycling lads and lassies. It was amazing. I'm still absolutely buzzing after the eight days of racing. So number one, the fans lining the route and tuning in on TV. Did you know that there's a lot of dispute about the origin of the term fan? So here's a little bit of a, a lesson for you today. I always thought that it was short for fanatic or fanatical, But there's a lot of debate between scholars, and they're arguing that the word comes from fanatical or the word fancy. Now the word fanatic derives from the Latin, Latin term phantom and it's defined as kind of struck with a superstitious frenzy and yeah the Tour de France fans I think were a little bit frenzied for the last eight days. It was amazing. Now on the other side of the fence the word fancy it essentially comes from the same word as fantasy which has its roots in Greek and its meanings include an enthusiasm for something but it also states that sometimes this enthusiasm is deemed delusional so fans can often be deluding themselves apparently and well as a long-term Spurs fan I totally get that (laughs) so whatever the root of this particular term the fans of the Tour de France femme deserve a big chapeau They turned out in droves to line the street and to shout on the athletes. The numbers watching on the telly box were also absolutely huge. We were treated to more than 22 hours of live television coverage over the eight days, which is amazing. And I have to say the coverage was incredible. As I said in my podcast last week, we really got to see the ins and outs, um, you know, the personalities of the riders, the struggle. And I think that it's probably the best coverage of a female race that we've ever had in the sport. The peak views were 5.1 million, 5.1 million sets of eyeballs for the finish atop La Super Planche de la B... got to go with that go again, La Super Planche de... Belle Fee <laughs> Oh Lord. I'm af- I'm absolutely scarlet after trying to pronounce that, but I'm not even gonna give it another another lash. That's where movie stars Anna Monique van Vlieten was crowned the overall winner. Yeah, that was the final. It was the epic hilltop finish that saw a 24% gradient. My legs are killing me. My lungs are screaming at me just thinking about it. 24% gradient leading up to the finish line. Absolutely savage. I actually don't know if I've ever attempted a 24% gradient. I think my max was probably around 18. And I think that was somewhere in Spain a few years ago. And I vaguely remember poor Anthony having to push me up most of it. So outside of the host nation, the live broadcast was beamed into seven European countries. And it, this is just showing us the power of the Tour de France and the appetite for cycling in all forms and across all genders. Eurosport reached 14 million viewers. And of course, the biggest audience was in the Netherlands as the audience tuned in to see the exploits of their riders, Van Vluten and Marianne Vos, because of course, their two stars were on display right there in all of their glory. I'm going to use one of my favourite words here and I rarely get to use this word, but that is gargantuan. These numbers are gar- gargantuan and they must surely have exceeded the expectations of the organisers and of course of the sponsors. And I know if the Roadman Cycling Podcast had the power to sponsor a female team or sponsor a jersey in the Tour de France femme, it would be money well spent. It would be an amazing investment and not just like a token that a lot of companies and a lot of people do, you know, to show that they're inclusive, to show that they're supporting across all genders, disabilities, colours, etc. This would be money well spent and I wish we had the pockets to do so. The next biggest takeaway is age age is but a number. So Mariana Voss is 35. She won two stages. She won the Green Points jersey. She spent four of the eight days in the yellow jersey. And as I said, she's 35. She's still widely regarded as one of the greatest athletes of all time. She said it herself, age is just a number she's as strong she's as motivated as ever and she said that her age had given her experience compared to the younger athletes that she races against so her compatriot Annemiek van Vleuten won the overall title at the Tour de France i am got goosebumps talking about this she's 39 years old and she also said that her strength over her opponents is her age she's 15 years older than some of the riders of uh, some of the younger riders now she's obviously more experienced in her training you know she's been there she's done that she's probably she's more experienced in her tactics and how she approaches races she's probably a lot calmer when she's going into these big big events but she's very famous for putting in a lot of training hours she spends an enormous amount of time at altitude camps during the year and she has an obsession with performance so I saw it reported this week that when she went into the yellow jersey, her team bike sponsor Canyon gave her a fully painted yellow bike to match her jersey. So she rode it for part of the day, but she swapped back to her original non-painted bike as the yellow paint added almost 100 grams, 100 grams, it's tiny, onto the frame. And she wanted the lighter bike for when she started the serious climbs. Isn't that just so cool? She's obsessed with all these tiny little details. I absolutely love hearing those stories. But she trains like a woman possessed. And sometimes her teammates get a little bit of slack for not training as hard as her. But she doesn't agree. And she said it's something that comes with years. I want to make it really clear that sometimes my colleagues get comments that they should train as much as I do, but that's not possible. That's something that's just a process with years. And she goes on to say, every year you can do 5 to 10% more errors. That makes my engine really big and that makes my fitness levels really high. Then if you have to do a stage Like this, that is super, super crazy hard. Then I know that I can do it from the first climb. Isn't that just so awesome? Super, super crazy hard. That's what I'm going to start calling our local climb every Saturday that I do. (laughs) Now, I completely get that these two athletes are and have been training for years to reach such a high standard, but it's inspirational for those of us that might feel that we're limited by our age. Why should we not ride our bikes? Why should we not sign up for a race or a huge challenge? You know, that 200 kilometer sport chief that you've been thinking about. Or why not push ourselves to reach our cycling, our fitness goals, just because we're a little bit older. If I asked you right now, what age do you feel, what would you say? I know you would definitely shave a few years off your actual age. You all know I'm 38. I honestly feel like I'm about 25. But sometimes... Yeah, I have limiting beliefs about myself because I'm heading into middle age. So (laughs) this is just another inspirational takeaway I got from the Tour de France femme. So thank you so much, Mariana and Anna Monique. So for the next thing I learned about this Tour de France was how powerful trailblazing by women in sport is. Even if they come up against obstacle after obstacle and they're told they're nuts, just how important this trailblazing is. So last week I spoke about my favourite athlete, Katie Taylor. She was instrumental in getting female boxing on the card for the Olympics and Voss did the same for cycling. Nine years ago, nine years ago, she formed a group called La Tour Entière which led a a petition that called for the tour organisers to include women in the Tour de France, okay? So... She knew she was pushing a boulder up a hill here and she did that for nine years. So almost 100,000 signatures later and La Course was born in 2014. Now, La Course was just a one-day event but it was a stepping stone to the Tour de France Femme that began on the Champs-Élysées on July 24th this year and gave us an amazing eight days of racing and the eight-day race was everything that Mariana Voss you know, fought to create. It just warms me. Up. I'm telling you, I'm getting goosebumps all over again today. It just warms me to think of all the girls out there that have seen this race and are inspired to become the next pro cyclist. It's amazing. Now, I think the one thing that the Tour de France film was missing and it's not just me this has been widely reported on all of the media outlets and it was kind of discussed as the tour was progressing that we really missed a time trial and even though I thought the route was absolutely brilliant it brought a lot of excitement every single day and you could tell it was very carefully thought out and you know it had Basically it had every type of terrain for almost every rider but it was missing a time trial and I think it would have given a chance for some of the sports strong women to really show off you know what they can do in a time trial. A lot of people don't like the time trials they find them kind of boring but I, I think they're fascinating and um, I love the people that take you know the time and become obsessed with lightness of the bike the tires getting into aero it would have been cool to see what the girls were wearing like we saw the guys wearing all the kind of funky helmets and stuff so yeah look I think next year we should um I think we'll probably see it because there was a big uh, outcry for a time trial like as I said they did a great job of creating a very varied race and you know the each day demanded a bit of everything for the GC riders but for it to become a grand tour to kind of have that status, we need to have that time trial, that against the clock challenge. I also love team time trials, but I haven't seen one of those in Yonks in these grand tours. So that's also something that I would absolutely love to see. So watch this space for next year. I think given how much Van Vleuten was clear of her competitors I think the organizers are going to be doing a course next year to maybe make the course a little bit closer. They're going to be looking at her weaknesses and maybe adding in stages that maybe are a little bit tougher for her not now saying that she's an amazing time trialist but a lot can go wrong on those tt courses as we saw with the guys now lastly we know that the tour de france women earned less than a third of men in prizes so even if you factor in the number of the stages so remember the women did eight stages and the men did 21 the guys still earned three euro 47 for every euro that the women made okay don't come at me i know you're screaming at me right now lads i know i I understand where we are, where we're at and I, I fully believe that this will improve as the years progress but I'm simply pointing out, pointing the numbers out for the moment. For the amount of entertainment, for the amount of fun the eight days of the Tour de France Femme brought, brought us, for the standard of the cycling, for the ups, the downs, the spills, the thrills, the drama, for the sacrifice that these athletes make every single day, I really just hope that we start to see the gap closing. It's such an exciting time for our beautiful sport. I, for one, cannot wait for next year's Tour de France Femme. And I can't wait for the next 12 months calendar of racing because I feel like I've gotten to know a lot of the riders now, whereas before I didn't really uh, know them that well. So really excited about that. That is all for me today, folks. I'm going to be back in the morning with Anthony to go through all of your newbie questions. Make sure you keep them coming. They're coming in thick and fast. You know what? We covered a relationship question a couple of weeks ago where a guy was getting grief from his other half uh, because he was spending so much time on the bike. Ever since that, I have had so, <laughs> so many emails coming in about uh, relationships and trying to kind of uh, make your the, the partners realise that um, cycling is important. And also some of you sneaky girls and guys out there looking for tips on how to um, order expensive wheels and get away with it and stuff won't be covering that, I can tell you that right now. <laughs> I'm not here to cover for you, but keep the questions coming in. The email address, as ever, is sarah at roadmancycling.com and we'll try to cover them. Until then, you beautiful cyclists, I will chat to you tomorrow. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Have you ever wondered how good you could actually be? Each of us has a unique set of circumstances with work, family and social obligations, but we all still want to fulfil our potential in cycling. Okay, okay, maybe you won't ever win the Tour de France, but for most of us, this is what cycling is about.